He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. So, so good to be back today. Baby is down for a nap, and we are ready for the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Boys, I am so geeked for this golf tournament. I've been nerding out over St. Andrews for about three days now. It is baked out. It is firm. It is fast. I cannot wait for Thursday. Speaking of golf, great nap weeks this is one of the greatest nap weeks of the year because you wake up in the middle of the night you watch golf until about lunchtime you eat lunch and you take a nap and then you get you go to bed late (laughs) or a little earlier than normal and then you do get up and do it all again right t-dub let's uh let's just kind of go around the table here i know colby you got some golf channel obligations so you may be kind of obligated to this but what time is everyone planning on getting up to watch the golf i'm gonna have to get up and because i'm gonna work Wednesday and Friday on the animals, so I got to talk about it. So I'm going to have to watch it and then work afterwards and then go right to sleep at like 8 o'clock and get up at 3 a.m. Woody, what time are you watching golf Thursday and Friday? Well, I've got a German Shepherd that almost gets up every morning by 5.30 or 6. So I'm not going to get up as early as you, but I'll get up with her, feed her, and then I'll plop my fanny right in my chair. That's that seems like a pretty good place for it. I, uh, I'll i be working at like 7-ish every morning, I think. Uh, but I'll probably get up a little before that. Probably in the 5.30 or 6 range. Uh, my shift was 4 a.m. this morning because of the press conferences going on. So definitely was an early morning. But Is it on the Golf Channel early, early? Ooh, that's it's, a on, good it's on Peacock. Is it on US, Peacock? It's on Peacock, it's, then USA. It's going to do what they did kind of at the U.S. Open, where it's just bouncing around from like stream to stream to stream. Because, Don't love I mean, it. you have all these streaming partners and... Yeah. I mean, I get it. Everybody gets their little piece it. of the pie. It's it's better to have it bouncing around from stream to stream than not have it at than all. Than back whenever you know we were watching you know half the field every day. So at least we'll get the full field, even if we have to bounce around from stream to stream. Here we go. How to watch the Open at St Andrews? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be Peacock, and then it goes to USA. At what time? Uh, I think 3 a.m. 3 a.m. our time, yeah. So it starts at 12.30 a.m. our time. So just after midnight uh, is what time it'll start. earlier than I thought it did. Yeah, yep. that's just that's going to be like the Paul Lorries and just the guys that are teeing off first. Yeah, the super early guys. Uh, and then at 3 a.m. our time is when it switches to USA. Guys, it's on USA for 11 hours on Thursday and Friday. Wow. That's, so it's not on NBC at all. All you, Literally, all you have to do, you're going to get the super early guys, the Lori Cantors, like you said, going off for a couple hours on Peacock. Then you flip over to USA, and we're going to have all the marquee guys on one channel in USA for 11 hours. That's honestly going to be just about perfect to watch a baked out St. Andrews, I think. And what time does Tiger tee off our time, Colby? Uh, it's it's 2.59 their time. That's 2.59 their time is going to be 9 a.m. our time. Okay. Six hours ahead. Yep, and then he tees off just around 4 a.m. our time on Friday morning. Now, our time's central, right? Not yes. Okay. yes. Central. Yep. So. Our time's central. So, uh, yeah, Woody, we, we've got a baked-out St. Andrews. I know one of the uh, Golf Weekly or Digest, one of those guys was tweeting out, said that he got an Uber when he got to St. Andrews, and then his Uber driver was geeked out about how just dry and hard the ground is at St. Andrews right now. His Uber driver said he usually hits his driver 240. He's been hitting it 300 at St. Andrews, <laughs> and he cannot wait to watch this baked-out open. Sounds like Cap from the Uber driver. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely does. It definitely does. Woody, are you excited yeah. to watch these guys deal with 
four irons that are traveling 270 yards and trying to keep them out of these 112 bunkers on the property at St. Andrews? Most definitely. I, I, I got to play St. Andrews when it was this way one time of all the times I got to play St. Andrews. Other times it was kind of a little bit softer. I'll tell you this, guys, it's a lot harder when it's firm. A lot harder. It would seem like it wouldn't be because the ball's going to go so far. But the problem is over there, they, they're notorious. When this ball gets to rolling, it'll find those bunkers like you cannot believe. So this is going to be a better test. I know it doesn't sound like it should be. It'll be a lot better test, trust me. Yeah, and T-Dub, I think it's going to kind of level out the playing field a little bit. I think that when it plays firm and fast at a course like this, it brings the shorter hitters into play, and I think that certain guys like a you know Patrick Reed that might hit it a little bit shorter or even guys that hit it a little more offline, I, I think would have a little bit more of a chance at a course that's firm and fast. Yeah, well, I mean, the course is going to play just a little over 7,300 yards, and it's a par 72. And we mentioned, how what is there, like three other par fours that are drivable, 9, 10, 12s in there. So it's definitely going to play a lot shorter. And, you know, like even yesterday watching the uh, little Celebration of Champions, Tiger, when he made his birdie on two, he landed it. He was only like 100 yards out, and he landed about 70, and it rolled up. I mean, it was just a little 9-iron or 8-iron, whatever it was. So not only is it going to bring the shorter hitters into it, but generally the shorter hitters are a little bit more creative because that's mm-hmm. what they need to do to be able to contend. So I think that it's not even necessarily that the ball is going to go further, but just the style of play needing to be able to visualize shots, Colby, to me feels like was going to be able to prevail more than anything. And Colby, speaking of Tiger, he mentions Tiger. Max Homa had a great tweet today. He said, <laughs> I'm playing with Tiger Woods at the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. Hey, golf gods, we're even. I can't believe this is real. Yeah, it's corny, but who cares? I'm playing with the freaking goat. Have you seen his 2013 tweet when he was at Cal? No. He tweeted at Tiger Woods in 2013, Max Homa did, and said, uh, hey, Tiger, one pack 12s uh, one NCAAs, can a guy get a practice round for, like, I, I guess he was in some tour event, maybe qualified for the U.S. Open. Yep. He was like, can I get a practice round? Hashtag goat, hashtag hero. He <laughs> tweeted that at Tiger Woods in 2013. And he didn't respond? Uh, no. <laughs> of course he did. Of course, of course he did. For a couple of reasons. Number one, he's Tiger I mean, Woods. people are probably always tweeting yeah. at Tiger Woods. Number two, Tiger's a Stanford guy. This bum went to Cal. <laughs> no, we ain't playing no practice around. That's a good point. I didn't but think about that. Now, he gets to play with his hero at the Open Championship at historic St. Andrews. That has got to be so, so special for Max Homa. Uh, by the way, Matty Fitz, the third guy in that group. That group is... I mean, you talk about That's just solid. an electric factory, reigning U.S. Open champion. Max Homa's just kind of, you know, fan favorite. And obviously, Tiger's Tiger. So, no doubt. And, and even just right behind that, Cole, we got Spieth, Rom, Harold Varner. Then the group after that, you got Cantlay, Burns, Pereira. That's a pretty solid freaking ninesome you got right there, back to back to back. Yeah, nope. the uh, 71 hole PGA champion, Mito Pereira. That's, that's right. Boy. That's right. The 71st hole. The 71st hole. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Guys, so if you want to stay up late or get up really early, like around 1 o'clock our time, you're going to see what, – what, 8? What, 8 o'clock p.m.? What, or 8 o'clock a.m.? What would that, that be? That would be 2 a.m. here. 2 a.m. Okay, they're, so – They're six hours ahead of us. So at 2 a.m., you're going to have like guys like John Daly, Bryson DeChambeau, Cameron Tringali. That's a pretty exciting How group about that to watch. Group? Yeah. How about Daly and Bryson in the same group? I'm fascinated to see – because obviously Daly knows he's not there to win, but Bryson, I'm sure, thinks he can win. I'm curious to see – 
Woody, you get two different personalities like that. Bryson is Mr. Scientist, you know, doing all of his calculations. He needs to know atmospheric pressure so that he knows how far his, his six iron's going to carry, uh, his six iron that's lofted to a four iron. And then you've got John Daly, who's riding around in a cart, ripping heaters, throwing back beers, wishing he was at Hooters. Not beers. He's throwing back Diet Cokes. Diet that he drank Cokes. 18 in yes. one round. That one per hole. Woody. Wow. Woody. I mean, <laughs> at the PGA. <laughs> could we get two more polar opposite on-course personalities what a hero. than John Daly and Bryson DeChambeau? Uh, no, you cannot. And, and here's another story for you guys, because this is why you always have me on, because I'm old. <laughs> I played mini tour golf with John Daly, okay? Back before John Daly was anybody, okay? John Daly had more talent than any human I had ever watched play golf. He also had a fifth of Jack Daniels in his bag, <laughs> and it was empty by the time he was done playing, and he never missed a beat. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. This this dude was unbelievably talented. He would outdrive me with a wooden head and an old beat-up lot of ball that weren't worth a lick compared to what we're playing with now by 100 yards. And then he had the short game of a surgeon. And I'm thinking, how in the hell does this guy not win every week? And what is he doing on this mini-tour with me? And then I went, oh, yeah, he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels in his back. Okay? So – so that he's only drinking Diet Coke now. I'm proud as punch of him. But did you see the jacket he wore the other day? Well, that's on the course, the Woody, changes? by the way. He still has his fair share of uh, vodka waters off the course. Well, he'll, he's, he's changed from that, that Jack Daniels, which I don't know how many people drink Jack Daniels, but that, that stuff kills you, okay? <laughs> so he, he, had a, he had this jacket on, whatever it was, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't think the people at St. Andrews are going to make him a saint. I don't. I don't think he's going to get what Jack Nicklaus gets this week. I think, I think we're going to. I think it's safe to assume that John Daly is just—he's John Daly. And and if I could be a fly in any group, I'd want to be in that group. Yeah. Because so let me tell you something. John's not afraid to just throw one out there. And Bryson DeChambeau could have probably go, "What in the hell?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to know. Oh no! Oh I, my God. I'm fascinated to see how Bryson handles it. You just—you're talking about all of John Daly's talent. That reminds me of this great Tiger Woods John Daly story from back in the day, oh, yeah. 20, 25 years ago. I think they were at Bay Hill, and they're in the locker room after one of the, the early tournament days or maybe practice round day. And John Daly's sitting there, a couple guys, and they're having drinks. And Tiger walks by, and John Daly's like, "Tiger, come on, you gotta have a drink with us. Come over here, hang out." Tiger's like, "Oh man, I gotta go practice." J John Daly's like, "Man, you're too good. Come hang out. Come have a drink." And Tiger says. Man, I'm not as talented as you are. I've got to go to work. And Tiger goes outside to go to work. He tells John Daly, hey, I'm not as talented as you. I can't sit in the locker room and drink and still go out and win majors. And that story always was like, okay, I love Tiger that. and John Daly, a little back and forth. Uh, what you need to do to take your game to the next level, you need to go to GrooveItBrush.com. GrooveItBrush.com, quite possibly the finest golf club cleaner ever made. And we have got great news. Back in stock. Shipping now. If you're wondering why they keep going out of stock, it's because they are flying off the shelves. Metaphorically, you order online, GrooveItBrush.com. They are flying off the meta metaphorical online shelves. They can't <laughs> keep them in stock, so go get yours now. GrooveItBrush.com. Promo code 73rd hole for 10% off.
So right after Daly and Bryson's group, we have Cam Smith and Brooks Kepka and Seamus Power. Uh, that would be at 8.03 a.m. local time. And then about an hour later, guys, or an hour and a half later, we have Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, and Xander Shoffley. That has to be the group of, of the Open Championship, right? Defending champion, Colin Morikawa. Taylor, those three. You said, what was it Morikawa, Rory, Xander? Yep. Uh, you like any, any any of those three stick out? Xander's on the heater. Rory's the favorite. Collins the defending champ. That's a that's a hell of a group. It really right is there. a hell of a question I, too. It, it, honestly, to, let's take Tiger out of it. That's the best group. Yeah, a- absolutely. I, if I had to prognosticate those three, I would go Rory one, Xander two, and who's the third one? Colin. 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 Colin three. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that high on him. I just he he doesn't he's not hitting his irons as good as he was last year, and I think that's going to be he's barely in, he's barely inside the top ten in strokes gained approach. It's embarrassing. Which is you know it sounds bad, but there's a big difference between leading by .5 shots and being tenth. No, I. I said that half sarcastically because his approach game, he's like ninth or something this year, I think. I think he's still inside the top ten. I haven't looked in a few weeks. Uh, but that is a far cry from first or second where he's been every year of his career. That group, Woody, I mean, that is, you talk about star-studded three guys who could all go out and win the golf tournament, Rory, Xander, and Colin. Uh, which of those three pique your interest the most? Well, it, that, like you guys are just saying, I mean, you talk about it green group holy cow that that group right there might be the best of any of them that we've ever seen or heard about but if i had to pick one of those three uh you know what i think i said earlier i'm i don't know if Xander can keep this going i think he's gonna run out of gas somewhere but i'd go with rory i think i think rory has got more than enough games getting around st andrews plus you can make a buttload of birdies on that golf course he's gonna make a ton of birdies as long as he keeps it out of a, you know, just a mess, I think he's got to be the favorite of those three. That's just me. T-Dub, I'll take Xander and Morikawa versus Rory in this tournament. Ooh, two against one. That's tough because if I was down For on Xander. If I was down on Xander, I would give me, find a second golfer for me to have along with them, and I'll do it. Just, just to, for comparison, we're looking at the strokes gain approach more Morikawa. Last year gained 1.1 uh, approach average. This year, 0.81, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's three-tenths of a stroke I'll just around. do Xander yeah. versus Rory straight up. All right, I'll do, that. I'll do that. That's right. a good I'll bet. That. That's do a that. good bet. Rory's, yeah, that, that, Rory's that, that, the that favorite. That sucks, Sam. Give me another one. There we go. <laughs> Rory's the favorite, and it feels like Rory's due. Guys, Xander, who for years, his whole career was notorious for just not being able to win, he's won three times in a row. He's teed it up if you're going to include the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, which why not? It's a little two-day hit and giggle, but there are a lot of great players over there trying to play well, and Xander wins that. He won the Travelers. He won the Scottish Open, and, and I think it's really impressive to be able to win at TPC River Highlands and be able to re- win at the Renaissance Club last week, which are two vastly different golf courses. Just I mean, a little different. Xander's riding a heater right now. Absolutely, and don't forget about the Byron Nelson or the PGA or the Memorial or the U.S. Open. He finished in the top 20 and even top five of the Byron Nelson of all those, event, of hot, all those events. Hottest streak of his career, and I mean, it's not particularly close. It, it really isn't, and it's interesting that we had, obviously, Scheffler and Burns. I, I think you have to throw Burns on that list. And then Xander, I think those three guys have had the hottest stretches so far this year. Am I missing anybody? Uh, I mean, those are the the top three right now in the FedEx Cup are in that order. Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, right. Xander Schauffele. Burns, I feel like, kind of gets lost for whatever reason. He he hasn't been a household name for as long, uh, and he hasn't ascended to number one in the world like Scheffler or anything like that, but Burns is still ahead of Xander yep. on, on the FedEx Cup rankings despite the heater that Xander's been on. So, And I'll, I'll say this about Burns, you know, just looking here. 
You know, so he finished. He won the Charles Schwab in the playoff against uh, Chevron. He finished fourth at RBC. Since then, made the cut at at Southern or at uh, not Southern Hills U.S. Open. Was in contention and then had a horrible uh, Sunday. Then missed the cut of the Travelers and finished 66 last week at the Scottish. While he had shot five under in the first round. So I don't know. Seems like a little bit of streakiness going on for me uh, with Sam Burns, just from what I've seen. All right, how about this group then? Shane Lowry, who's an Open champion, and then Justin Thomas and Victor Hovland. So Shane Lowry has one. Justin Thomas has two. Talking about major championships. Victor Hovland. Guys, we're still looking for that first major championship top 10. Taylor, you bit the cheese at Southern. Didn't work out. Way too hard. Uh, Javi's kind of been in a little slump here. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think I can go out on that limb this week. The thing that really bothers me with Hovland headed into this week isn't the around the green stats where he lost last week at the Scottish Open 0.84. That's not good, but it's not good every Yikes. single week. He lost 2.21 shots putting last week at the Scottish oh, Open. Oh boy! I'm not, was he? I'm not throwing him in anything this week. I don't what, like. No. I don't like Hovland. This what week. day did he get his clubs in last week? I mean, I know I'm sure he got like very similar clubs made or, or yeah. given to him, but I know his clubs didn't get in. But I, I'm not sure about that. That's a good point. I forgot about that. But, but, but that still. doesn't change my but, mind. But, yeah. but has has Hovland ever missed back to back cuts? Since he's turned pro? Oh, great question. I don't know the I answer. I don't think he has, and he missed the cut the U.S. Open and the Scottish back-to-back. Wow. So why do I think he's going to – why is something going to change? Woody, any reason for us to have hope on Hovland? I, we're kind of down on him right now. He just – it seems like he had that really hot streak back in the fall, kind of the turn of the calendar, and it seems like now he's kind of cooled off pretty significantly. Well, he is an OHU alum, so I've got to defend a little bit, but I can answer this question real quickly. No, there's no reason you should want him. <laughs> what, what about the other two guys? What about the other two guys in his group? Woody, Shane Lowry, well, Justin Thomas. I, I, I said, uh, believe it or not, I yesterday, Colby, you weren't with us, but I like Shane Lowry and I like Daryl Hatton this week. So I'm, I feel like I, I was saying this yesterday. You like said you weren't with us, but I feel like I'm kind of. Sam's wearing out on me. I'm turning European on you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colby, do you ha- do you know what the uh, betting favorite betting lines are? Uh, I looked this morning. And Rory was the Data favorite. Golf, I'll pull it back up. Data Golf has Shane Lowry as the second favorite right now behind Rory <laughs> no, McIlroy. They do eighty-one point six percent chance to make the cut and a four point seven percent chance to win the golf tournament. They have Shane Lowry as number two on their list on Data Golf this week. I really, I really like Shane I'm Lowry, smart. but number two? I, I think they have Scheffler ahead of him, so I think he's third. Right I, here? Yeah. For the Open Championship, they have Rory McIlroy, Shane Lowry, and Let's, then Scheffler's third. Let's so, so, so on the other one I'm looking here, it says it says Rory 84.9. That's just the, the point projections. Then 80.5 for Scheffler, 79.7 for Lowry. So just two different two Still, different, different ways to go left. That is way further up than I thought it would be. So here's betting odds. Rory is a... An overwhelming betting favorite. He is ten to one. You have to drop down to eighteen to one to get next best odds. That's Xander Pretty Shoffley. crazy. Have we seen that big of a favorite from a guy that hadn't won a major in almost a decade? Oh, uh, boy, I would no. guess not. I would guess not. They uh, man, they're, they're, they're thinking twice as likely. Just There's about no twice way. as likely to win this golf tournament well, as anyone else. Let's not, I, I love Rory this week, but no, me too. My but, God, from ten to one to eighteen to one. Well, let's just let's look back on it, guys. He was supposed to be the heavy favor of the 2015 British Open, and he went and played a little soccer or whatever he did and broke his That's ankle. Right. So, I mean, it's that. there's a little bit of redemption here to go on there. So, I don't know. He's got a really good record at St. Andrews, too. He finished third in 2010. He shot 80 in the second round. So, yeah. I mean, he's got With some. 63-80, right? 
Yes. What a start. Now, he got, obviously, the bat into the weather way, for those who remember 2010. He's out there in 40-mile-an-hour winds. The ball's blowing uh, off the greens. Didn't they have to su- suspend play that the, day, eventually? The, the, yeah, they suspended play, and then they came back. Dustin Johnson was leading. And he came back, and they started, and they played, like, three holes. And, th- and then they just decided to uh, discourage. Yeah. I don't care if you think that Roy McIlroy is going to win the golf tournament. That's no value. I don't that's think no that value. anybody no. should bet on Roy McIlroy. No, this that's week. no value. I, I so, figured out where our discrepancy was, Sam. So, what I'm looking at is the DraftKings point total. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. so, so they I think so they think that he Scheffler has a better chance to make more points, but they still think Lowry has a better chance to win the tournament. Yeah, okay. so, so here's where he falls saying. into the betting odds. So we go Rory and then Xander and Jordan are eighteen to one. There's three guys at twenty to one. That's Rom, Scheffler, and Fitzpatrick. And then we've got two guys at twenty two to one. And that is Justin Thomas and Shane Lowry. So Shane Lowry is getting respect on the betting market. He has better odds to win this golf tournament than Cameron Smith, Patrick Cantlay, Will Zalatoris, defending champion Colin Morikawa, uh, two-time major champion Dustin Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Tony Finau. Uh, Shane Lowry's getting some serious love. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's the European factor. Uh, I... I, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll probably have Shane Lowry somewhere this week. I probably won't, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has, you know, a really solid week. Let's talk a little bit about Justin Thomas, you yes. mentioned. I like JT this week. Okay, well, let me play devil's advocate with you because of the U.S. Open and the Genesis Scottish Open, his last two times he's teed it up. He lost .61 on the greens at the U.S. Open, and at the Scottish Open he lost 2.31 on the greens. Does that worry you at all? Uh, it does a little bit, but... It is JT, so I feel like you're kind of used to that. If yep. you're if you're going to have confidence in JT, Although, you know say, you know you might just get a negative two that week on the greens, and that's that's just kind of JT. But I will say he's only had one other week where he lost strokes on the field putting, and that was in Phoenix. How about this, guys? This stat, it's a rarely talked about stat because we rarely need to talk about it. St. Andrews, fairways and greens, running almost the same speed. Guys are going to be using putters from 120 feet away off the greens. Approach putt performance. This is how close you get your first putt to the hole. Justin Thomas, T6 this wow. year in approach putt performance. So although... A, a what? Approach putt? Approach yeah. putt lag performance. Putting. Lag putting. It's, it's lag putting. It's basically yeah. ranking your lag putting. So while JT's not rolling in as many of the 8 to 12 footers that a lot of other guys are, I think he is doing a pretty good job from 40 feet of getting down in two. The wind, the wind gets up at the open. I, I don't know. Random stat I, I, I saw somebody and, talking about on look, Twitter yesterday. I, I was just playing devil's advocate. I totally agree with that stat because... the. So many double greens T-dub at St. Andrews. And then, to top it all off, I mean, at St. Andrews, greens and regulation don't really even matter whatsoever. It's going to be proximity to the hole and another stat like that, like approach putting. I, yeah, I think average, that that's a really solid stat to look at. Average T-dub. green size yeah. is almost 23,000 square feet. Oh, it's, like, it's, like, it's like six times bigger than the average greens at Augusta and did, like eight times bigger than uh, Pebble Beach. Did y'all see the overlay they were doing with the Pebble Beach greens, the graphics oh, they, they on said, Liferoom? They said every, like what was it, every green at Pebble or like 16 of 18 could fit in the 5th uh, and 13th <laughs> they, hole? They put one of the biggest greens at St. Andrews and they like superimposed graphics of greens at Pebble Beach on it. They wow. fit like seven or eight greens at Pebble Beach on this one green at St. Andrews. I want to see Hilton Head. On this <laughs> oh, it's absolutely absurd. But here's my question about Justin Thomas. He's such a good lag putter, and that's going to have such a big part of it. Why have we had f- – he's played five opens so far. He's fin- He finished T11th in 2019, but then he missed two other cuts, and he's finished 40th and 53rd, Woody. So, I mean, it just to me, I, it's, as much as I want to love Justin Thomas and want to pick him, he did shoot 10 over last week and doesn't have a very good record in the Open Championship. So why should, uh, why should our opinion change now? It shouldn't. Uh, but the other side of that coin is, is I think we we can 
we can look at stats. You guys love stats. I, I wouldn't know a stat if it bit me on the ass. <laughs> uh, so so my, my only stat is, is I know that on any given day, these guys can wake up and, and play golf better than anybody in the world. And trying to pick who's going to win a golf tournament, good Lord, I'd rather bet on the lottery. And that's impossible. So um, I, I'm, I'm saying I like what y'all are talking about. I love his approach putting. He is good at that. I'm also saying that he hasn't been playing very good. But just about the time we all pick somebody else that we think is going to be good, this guy's going to come up and win, and we're all going to have egg on our face. So I'm learning real quick. I even hate when you guys ask me to pick a winner <laughs> because I don't have any clue. I wish I could tell you, but if I could, I'd I'd be living out in Vegas in a mansion because I picked the winner every week, and that ain't going to happen with me, boys. Well, and I said that I'll say this till the day I die. I faded Justin Thomas big time at the PGA because I saw him on the ranges hitting like shit. So I said, "Well, I'm not <laughs> well, going to pick him." And he and he verified it. He was. He verified it. He said he was, and then he said on Wednesday night Bones he just had the talk with him. Yeah, he said on Wednesday night he just stopped putting so much pressure on himself, and then he went out and won the tournament. So that goes exactly about what he said. These guys can figure it out fast enough to where. Someone like me can even watch and say, hey, your, your swing is not very good, and he goes out and wins major championships. Colby, I got a question for you. We've talked about pretty much everyone else in the top five of Data Golf's favorites, but we haven't talked about John Rahm yet. And John Rahm, he hasn't missed a cut since the Fortinet Championship. But Fortnite. He, Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, hadn't, he hadn't really played it, his best golf so far this year. Are we overlooking John Rahm headed into the last major of the year? Because I'm not picking him. I'll, I'll just throw that out there right now. I'm not putting him in DraftKings or one and done or in my top three this week. Okay, so I have John Rahm in one pool because I have fear of missing out. I've got a little FOMO if he doesn't end up going on to win. Uh, but I'm in like 14 pools this week. And I'm only putting John Rahm in one. I've, I've, got, I've, got, Rory and, I've got Rory, Xander, and Spieth in about 13. And I've got Rahm yep. in one. So I... I don't think so, man. I, I feel like as far as John Rahm has come with his mental game, I still feel like this is going to be so firm and fast, Woody, that John Rahm is going to get frustrated when he hits a perfect golf shot and it lands on the side of one of these slopes in the fairway and it kicks 60 yards to the forward and to the right and it ends up in one of these pop bunkers and he has to pitch out sideways. I just don't know that this crazy firm, fast test – I don't know. For whatever reason, I just I don't I don't have a good gut feeling about Rom this week, Woody. Uh, for as young as you guys are, you're pretty darn smart. I can tell you that. Uh, because <laughs> Thanks, Woody. Appreciate spot that. Spot on. This this golf course does not fit John Rom for those exact reasons you just talked about, Colby. He will get pissed off. You can book it. Now I wish we could make a bet on how many times he drops an F-bomb, okay, because it's going to be multiple, okay? It will frustrate the hell out of him, and he will not win the golf tournament. Now, once again, what did I just say? I'm the worst at picking this. He's probably going to win the golf tournament. But I know. That's what I was basically alluding to. So, <laughs> yeah, he's so crappy. His attitude is so bad that I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I think he's going to get that, that Lynx golf is going to irritate him. That's all I got. I, I totally believe that. I don't think he's going to play good. Woody, do you think that St. Andrews is one of those courses, that, to kind of re relate it to like an amateur player where you go out and you play your local public course and, and you 
you somehow are like even par one over at the turn, and you're like, damn, how am I not playing better than this? You know what I mean? And, and is St. Andrews kind of the professional golf equivalent to that, to where it doesn't look hard, but somehow it holds its own? Big time. I mean, th- that place will lull you to sleep. The first time I played it, Sam, I was going around it going, well, this is nothing. I mean, I think I was three or four under through 10 holes, and I said, well, they make a big deal about this place. It's a goat trap. I think this is this is pitiful. And then I played around there, and to finish the story, I got in the road hole bunker on 17 and like to never finish the hole, and I think I shot 78 or something. I went, holy crap, what happened? And that you are spot on with this golf course. You think you're going to beat it to death. You think, I got this thing, and then it's like a – I guess it's like a dog with rabies. Just about the time you think you can pet it, it bites you. That is the best quote of the year. St. Andrews is like a dog with rabies. As soon as you think you can pet it, it's going to bite you. That is phenomenal, Woody. We, we need we need story time with Woody from, from just your experiences at St. Andrews. Tell us about the golf course. Tell us about the town. You, you're you the one who's experienced oh it. God. I want to hear that stuff. I'm, I'm a total St. Andrews nerd. I love it. I've been geeking out over it all week. I, I want to hear you tell some stories. Uh, I, there's so many. We ain't got along the podcast. I'll tell two quick ones. There's a bar there called the Von Dagen. Um, and it, it's uh, owned by people from uh, the Wake School of Texas A&M. And everybody that goes to St. Andrews goes in this bar and this pub and you can have dinner and everything else. Well, we're in there one night and a bunch of my guys that I took from Quail Creek and we're having dinner having a great time, we decided to take a group picture, and one of the idiots in my group takes his napkin that was full of oil from our french fries that, that, that you have, that's the only thing you can eat over there, it the seems chips. like, and he, and he throws it up on the table, not paying attention, it goes over a candle. Oh, so my we're gosh. we're going to take the picture, and all of a sudden, I see smoke and fire, and I went, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Just get it. Well, one of the idiots in my group has a scotch, and he throws the scotch on the bed. Oh, and so now we go, and, and smoke's going everywhere. Well, just so you know, I haven't been back, but I was told I was never going to be allowed to go in that bar again. I could not go into that bar. They kicked us out. How many, and, uh, how many scotches was, uh, do you have to drink to think the scotch would make a good fire extinguisher? Well, let's just say there was a lot, okay? And and that was that was that was one quick one. But the funniest one I've got from over there when I took groups, I told those guys yesterday, Colby, you can go to St. Andrews if you go early enough in the morning. That's four or five o'clock in the morning when you got to get over there, and you can brown nose the starter, and the starter will try to pair you in groups and get you on at St. Andrews, even if you don't have a tea time. Most people didn't know that, but I did. So I've got these group of guys over there. And I, now, mind you, when you're taking a group of members, I've got everywhere from scratch golfers to 25 handicappers. Well, one of the guys that was a higher handicapper is a guy named Gary Basie. He owns a roofing company here in Oklahoma City. Great dude. Great guy. I, I mean, I went to high school with him, and he is such a good dude, but he's a terrible golfer. Absolutely <laughs> terrible golfer. And if, if he listens to the podcast, he's going to be good with this because he was. <laughs> I so, love that you just called him out by name. Great yeah. guy, worst golfer. Oh, yeah, Hor- yeah, horrible yeah. player. Hey, in fact, I don't want to tell Basie to listen to this podcast when I tell this story because still to this day we laugh about it. So I get him in a group, but I get him in a group with guys that are actually members at St. Andrews. 
Wow. Now, they were just short of dead. Okay? They, they were so old. And they don't have hardly any clubs in their bags, and they're just got these little stick bags. And and Basie looks at me and goes, I'm not playing with these jack-offs. And I go, yes, you are. And you're going to go out there and you're going to behave yourself. And I said, you'll be surprised. You'll probably enjoy it. Okay? Just go play and shut up for me, please. Just go play. And so he goes to the first tee, and, and those old boys hit it right down the middle, and basically shanks it off who knows where. I'm probably out of bounds. I don't remember. But uh, he looks at me. I go, go. Well, I tee off about an hour later, and he does. So we get in after playing 18 holes, and I'm looking around for basically, and I can't find him anywhere. And I'm thinking, where is this moron? And all of a sudden, out of the clubhouse, here he comes out the door. And I went, oh, God, you went in the clubhouse? Are you kidding me? You're not allowed in the clubhouse. You don't go near the clubhouse, in fact, when you're at St. Andrews. And he walks out the door, and I go over there, and I go, what in the hell are you doing? What are you doing in there? He goes, well, I was in there drinking a pint with my buddies. <laughs> and, I said, what? and he said, yeah, after we finished, they told me to come in, and we were going to have a pint. So I was in there drinking a beer with those guys. And I go, you realize that is the clubhouse at St. Andrews. Nobody gets to go in there. And he goes, well, I started figuring that out when I was about ready to leave because they were going to play cards and they told me I had to go. But before I left, they handed me this little silver. I didn't even know what the hell it was, he said to me. And he goes, but he, they were really proud of it. And I said, did it look like this? And he goes, yeah, that's what it looked like. And I said, you moron, that was the Claret Jug. Oh, my God. You held the British Open trophy in oh. your hands. He goes, yeah, they they thought it was a big deal. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, shit. That is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's a big deal. And he goes, so I, I probably should have been more impressed that I got to sit in here and do all this, shouldn't I? I said, yeah, buddy. You only got to do something that no American that I know of, unless they're a tour pro, gets to do that. And even they don't get in there. I mean, nobody gets in the clubhouse. And so he was like, well, hell, I ought to go back in there and look at it again. I said, well, good luck with that. You're not getting back in there. You had your <laughs> right. chance and you blew it. Oh, my God. What so, a great story. Those, those are the couple of things. And I could go on for hours. Let me tell you something. When you go over there, guys, and I told Kobe, I told these two, put it on your bucket list. Go there. Go play golf there. It's like nothing you'll ever do. But St. Andrews is a golf course, gentlemen, that if if you play it, the first time you play it, you'll probably go, what is this? But then stop and think about how old it is and where it's been and all the tradition to it and everything else. You're walking on hollow ground. You are walking on ground that is just short, I hope, of heaven, if God lets me in. But, I mean, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Words can't describe the play. What a story, Woody. Colby, I got to ask you the same question I asked these two idiots yesterday. I got to know, Colby, he mentioned Americans and obviously guys from Great Britain and the internationals. So, Americans okay. since 1960. Americans, 1960. I'm with you. 32 British Opens. Okay. Internationals, remember, internationals, not Great Britain. 21 since 1960. Only eight guys from Great Britain have won the British Open since 1960. Do you think that could change this week with Matty Fitz or Fleetwood? Oh, no. No, I don't. uh, Matty Fitz, I think, 
obviously has transformed his game. I, I did not think that his ceiling was as high as it obviously is. He's an Open champion. He's a major champion, U.S. Open champion. I did not think that his ceiling was that high. Tommy Fleetwood... Boy, I'm almost certain that his ceiling is not that high. I just and and he, <laughs> he loves played his golf solid course. last week. He did, and he tweeted out this morning. He said, "My favorite tournament of the year on my favorite golf course in the world." So he 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 wants to play it. He loves St Andrews. He loves this tournament. He played well last week. I I just don't believe in Tommy Fleetwood as a winner because if Tommy Fleetwood's proved anything to us over the last seven ish years, he he's just he's not. And he's a good player. He's been a good player for a long time, but. He doesn't hoist very many trophies, so I, I think I'll probably pass on Great Britain getting it done this and year. And I guess we could add Hatton to that list, and T-Dub, I'll ask you a different question I, than I would yesterday. like Hatton more than either of the other two guys. Okay. Matt, I, I, I would probably like Matty Fitz better if he didn't just win the U.S. Open. I just don't see him going back-to-back. So if you gave me Hatton, Fitz, or Fleetwood, I think I would rank them in that order. Hatton, Fitz, Hatton, Fitz Fleetwood. That's a mouthful. So T-Dub, American, International, or Great Britain? Ah, man, that's a good question. Um, I, I really think Rory's going to win, so I guess I'd go international. Yep. But I, I also like the stud Americans. I like Shoffley, and I, I actually really like Speed this week, too, just because he does so well in the Open. I'll say this about the two guys you're talking about with, with Fleetwood. You know, he finished second back here to, uh, to Lowry in 2019 and had a 12th in 2018 at Carnoustie. But other than that, he's made the cut in the last four Open, so that's pretty good, but he missed the three cuts before that. So maybe he's getting his footing on that aspect, but... Hatton missed the cut last year at the Open, finished sixth at uh, at Port Rush in 2019. But also, he's gotten, out of the nine times he's played in the Open, he has five missed cuts. So, a lot of streakiness going on with these guys, boys. And guys, one international that I want to talk about real quick is Cam Smith. Obviously, missed the cut at the U.S. Open, but he finished tied for 10th last week at the Scottish Open. Gained over 1.78 shots on the greens. Typical Cam Smith week. I think that St. Andrews sets up really nice for a Cam Smith or a Jordan Speed type player. I agree. You're, you're describing creative players. And I think creativity this week is going to be and paramount. not necessarily best drivers of the golf ball is right. what I was alluding right. to. Right. This is not straightforward, you know, tee it up, bomb it, let it land soft, throw it at the flag. That's not what this is. This is creative golf, and I really look forward to seeing some of the shot making this I, week. I, I expect Cam Smith to be around the 25 to 30 mark. I don't think he's going to contend. Looking at looking at the last two weeks, guys, he lost strokes gain approach, so usually his iron play. The previous eight tournaments before that, he had not lost uh, strokes gain approach, so I think that that's a little telling there. He obviously did have a good putting week last week, but and also you look at his open experiences. In the four times he's played, his best finish is 20th, So and he finished 33rd last year, so I don't know. I think he's going to be somewhere around the pack uh, middle pack this week I, I would be fairly fairly shocked if he end up winning this tournament yeah i like it uh you know what else i like i like ring family dentistry everybody needs to go see our good friends at ring family dentistry they will get you taken care of your comfort is their number one priority and they're going to let you make all of the decisions all decisions made by the patient uh some dentists can overtreat. It is their philosophy that patients in their office should only have done what they absolutely need if they can't show why treatment is needed they won't prescribe it they explain their opinion answer any questions but they ultimately leave all decisions to the patient go see our good friends at ring family dentistry why don't we do this why don't we take a quick break come back on the other side uh i've got a a fun little story from 1905 at saint andrews that i want to get y'all's thoughts on i think y'all are gonna get oh, just a couple of years ago just a couple of years ago back, back when golf was really peaking you know <laughs> I, I know that you were a big fan of golf in 1905 so got a fun little story there uh i can't we'll, wait to look we'll, up we'll the scores some... from this story oh dude 
Trust me. I've got them. I've got them. Uh, we're going to take wow. a break. We've got that and more coming up on the other side. Stay with us here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof. It is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. are back rolling along here on the 73rd hole as we are getting you ready for the Open Championship at Historic St. Andrews, the 150th Open Championship. They've been doing this for a long time over there. Make sure everybody you head over to GolfOklahoma.org, GolfOklahoma.org, check it all out, and follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole, Instagram, 73rd hole. Sam, you had a good stat, you said, coming for us out of the break here. What if I told you you guys could get someone on DraftKings for 8500 this week? I know we're not in DraftKings yet, but I'm using that as a barometer. Okay. You can get him for 8500 this week, and he finished the last two times he's played in the Open – he finished tied for sixth and fourth. Uh, boy, I would say you're probably talking about... I actually, I don't know. But I'm Do guessing, you know Tito? I'm, I don't. I can look it up real quick. Don't look up, don't look up DraftKings. I Just try you, to come up with it. Are you talking about Brooksy? I'm talking about Brooksy. It's Brooksy. Yeah, because... So, great track record across the pond at yep. the Open. Absolutely no current form. So There's some current form. Is there? I, I th- a little I thought, bit. I thought he's been on a slump. Uh, I mean, where's well, I mean, that? He, he played decent. He played <laughs> decent at the PGA. I mean, putting wise, he had fifth. I know, That's but what I'm saying shit. is, it was. <laughs> he made the cut at the PGA. <laughs> what I'm saying is, he finished tied for fifth at the match play. I mean, he played solid at the match play. He finished tied for twelfth at the Valspar. That was a while ago. He played decent in Portland. Shot around even par, whatever. My point is, I want guys that have had experience at the British Open and Brooks Kepka has that and he's proven that he can do it and it's not like he's just playing horrible golf right now. My point is I think he's a little undervalued to 8500. Finished 10th back here in 2015. He did, he's got great Open Championship finishes. He really does. I mean, he is a good Open Championship player. I think he's got uh like five of his last six starts or maybe it was like five of his last seven. He was top 10 in in the Open Championship. So So he's gone 6 4 39 6th 10th and then 67th the week the time before. I mean, yeah. I I don't hate it. I mean, he plays good golf over there and it's Again, you need a guy who can just kind of be creative and just do what the shot requires. And I feel like that. I feel like Kepka's got a lot of that to him. He's not always just a, a point aim and shoot guy. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't totally hate that at all. Taylor, you said what did you have coming for us? So Woody kind of brought this up earlier about uh, Jack Nicholas being basically named as an honorary citizen for or for St. Andrews. 
There have been two other Americans to have received that honor. Do any of y'all know who the other two Americans are? Arnold Palmer? Nope. Um, no, but one Palmer. Ask that question again because I've got uh, Sir Randy Williams texting me about. <laughs> yeah, he texts me too. What the hell? I don't know. He's te- something's going on on the radio and he's he's freaking out about, I don't know, something. Ask, ask me the question again. I got your answer right All here. Right, so you know Jack Nicholas being an honorary citizen named yes. St. Andrews? Yes. He is the third American to be given this honor. Who are the other two Americans? It has to be Arnold Palmer. Wasn't there a president? No, wasn't. Nope. Tom Watson. What are you close with president? Not quite a president, but close. Tom Watson. Nope. Okay. No, it wasn't another golfer. He's no, the only golfer. One of them is another golfer. One of them is oh, another is. golfer. And it's not over Palmer or Tom Watson? Think about when Sam loved golf back when the sheep played. Ben Hogan. Oh, Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. The okay. next one, okay. Woody was on to it. Not a president. Probably the most confused person in American history who people think is a president but wasn't. What? what? Ben Franklin? Yep. Really? Ben- Benjamin Franklin <laughs> is the other one. Ben Franklin wasn't a president? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> why, the, why is he on the hundred dollar bill? He invented the bifocals, man. I'm really hoping there's not any history teachers listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, what'd you study in school, YouTube? That's a great <laughs> that's a great episode of the office, by the way. Makes you wonder how Ben Franklin can be president. That's Sam right now. Yeah. Sam, that, Sam, you need to watch The Office. Just, just that episode. Oh, my mind one. is blown right now. Colby, that's the one where the guy comes in as the fake Ben Franklin. Like, yes. hits on all the women and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's like Ben Franklin impersonator. Uh, y'all, so, we're talking about the sheep. Are y'all ready for my 1905 stat? Please share. As, Please my, share. as my screen immediately cuts out here. All right, 1905. So, in 1905, I kid you not, they go to St. Andrews, and there is a big stir in the game of golf. 1905. You want to know why? Because modern technology is going to make the golf course obsolete. I kid you not, 1905, the Haskell rubber core ball was introduced. Tees were lengthened. More pop bunkers were added to the old course because they were scared that the modern technology in 1905 was going to render the old course obsolete. So they lengthened the course. They added more pop bunkers. Guys, in a four-day golf tournament, only a dozen scores under 80 were recorded. (laughs) Holy! After they lengthened it and added the bunkers, James Braid finished at 318 which was the highest open score in 10 years at the time. He won by five shots. So you're saying they had better technology, but they still sucked? He won yeah. by five shots at 318. <laughs> which is, by by the, the way, way Colby, Colby. Explain, explain the inside joke That's real quick. That's 280s and 279s, by the way, for those of you doing the math at home. To get to so win by five shots. He won by five. He won by five. Uh, no, the running joke is when Sam joined the podcast with us like a year and a half ago, Sam went on like this six-month just – Feast on these old guys who played in the early I would pull 1900s. Up old tournaments from it, it, like the early 1930s and stuff like that. Any golf before 1960, Sam just found obsolete. Like it didn't it still exist. Is, yeah. I just, I seriously, I got such a kick. <laughs> I got such a kick out of them talking about the modern technology in 1905 going to ruin the golf course. Colby, do you have a yardage on what the course was and what they leaked? It doesn't it actually say here what the yardage was. It's got to be like 5,000 yards. It right? doesn't actually say what it was. By the way, uh, James Braid won there again in uh, 1910, five what, years later. What did he shoot? 299. Took 19 shots off his, uh, off his score. So That modern technology came in handy. <laughs> Shout out to him. Point. 299, which is what? 375 and a 74? So we're, we're on fire in 1910. <laughs> so yeah, That's pretty good. good. Stuff. He, he must, must, he must add a metal driver. 
He, he had a metal driver then. I actually, if uh, if you're just a super golf nerd, which I am a golf nerd and I'm a St. Andrews nerd, there's a story up on Golf Channel right now that is uh, it's a look at all 29 previous Opens played on the old course. And wow. it's just like a two, three-sentence synopsis of each one. And I went through and read the whole thing, and 1905 was the one that stuck out because of the rubber core golf ball. <laughs> How about that? Hell yeah. Right. So things just never change in golf, Colby, apparently. No. This, distance is going to kill the game of golf. Gonna and, kill and, it. and then you and know, we're 120 years later. So that, uh, that story's up on Golf Channel. You scroll up, and there's a story about whether the modern technology now is making the course obsolete. It's 117 years later. We're that having the hilarious. same conversation. We're having the same conversation 117 years later. Hey, can we? Just, can I just be the first one to say that? No, it's not ruining the damn course. I mean, are you kidding me? I don't think it is. Does anyone here think the distance is ruining St. Andrews? No, no, I think St. Andrews is phenomenal. Woody, I mean, do you think that... I mean, St. Andrews, I feel like, is timeless. You, I don't think you can overpower this golf course. What do you think, Woody? Well, no. I, I, Nicholas said it best this week. Nicholas said, hey, if they make a bunch of birdies, great. It's still the golf course still has to be played and some guys will make a bunch of birdies some guys won't and that's what what is a great golf course gentlemen a golf course that's timeless a golf course that has seen so much and st andrews i'm not sure how old it is guys i'm gonna say it's like 500 years old you guys are the stat kings you can google it and find out for me it's so old i saw gravestones in a cemetery that was like from the 1200s. Wow. Hell, you know, we didn't become a country till 1776, and there's people buried in the ground there that were buried in the 1200s. Now, I'm sure they're pretty much decomposed, but I guarantee you that that that, that graveyard itself just spoke volumes to me. Is they, are and those so the guys the your buddy was playing with? <laughs> yeah, it might have been, my, might have been one who my buddy was playing with, but... And the funny thing about that was, is all three of those old parts beat my buddy. They outplayed him. And I said, see, that's what you get for talking smack on him. See? So, no, I, I think I think that's why I love, uh, the, love. I hope they always have the Open Championship, i got to say it the right way, at St. Andrews over time. I really was, do hope they do that. By the way, St. Andrews was founded in 1413. Wow. The town? Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so incredible. I don't know 14, when the golf 13. course. So cool, so cool. Just the town's awesome. the uh, The fact that Saturday Tiger was out, Tiger and JT were out, and the fans are just on the golf course walking around. The two Sundays ago, they were posting videos from St. Andrews. Uh, I guess every Sunday at St. Andrews is just like bring your dog to the course day. Dog family. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I seen you, that. Yeah. You can just go out and run on the course. Two Sundays ago, yeah, they had dogs yeah. out there running on the greens. They just oh yeah, that's beautiful. It's yeah. St. Andrews. They just it, it yeah. is what it is. Uh, it's phenomenal. Also phenomenal. Quail Creek Bank. If you are a small business owner looking for a bank that understands your unique financial needs, if you want to develop a relationship with a banker who knows you and your family by name, that is their mission at Quail Creek Bank. They are a family, and they consider their customers part of that family as well. Go experience the difference. Quail Creek Bank, located 122nd and North May in Oklahoma City, four zero five seven five five. 1000 that's 405 755 1000 go see our great friends at Quail Creek Bank. Uh, am I getting ahead of myself? Do we need to get into anything else here or do we need to make some picks? Because we need to make some picks. I am locked and loaded with the picks. All right, Woody, we're going to uh, dive through our DraftKings. So uh, if, if we throw out something bad, you just let us know. You just make a little snide comment like, if we make a bad pick. I, I'm I wouldn't know bad or good, but if it's really ugly, you'll hear from me. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I'll just go ahead and get us started here. Like the women over there, right, Woody? 
Yeah, exactly. Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with a guy. Look, I knew as soon as I was watching the Scottish Open last week, I was like, I'm going to get value on this guy. He's going to come in cheap. He's a former Open champion. It doesn't matter that he doesn't hit the ball a mile. He's an old man. He's played a bunch of golf over there. Give me the veteran. Stuart Sink. Wow. Love me some Stewie Sink this week. I've got him in several places as kind of my like dark horse top ten. I think Stuart Sink could be a top ten finisher this week at St. Andrews. I'm starting my week off, guys, at 7,100. Give me Ryan Fox. And he's been on a little bit of a heater lately at the Irish Open, finished second. At the BMW, finished third. And at the Dutch Open, finished second and you know it he's actually had some decent finishes at the open championship he has a 67th uh let me scroll down here a 39th in the open championship uh so he's playing by far the best golf of his career t-dub i think that 7100 i just wanted current form and a guy that i think will make the cut still my pick 7100 Ryan fox also my cheapest golfer pretty much said everything i wanted to sam i'll just go with over the last five tournaments, he's the lowest strokes gain around the green he's had is .37. So I think that'll come in handy if the wind gets up or any of that. He'll be able to save some pars. Then he's one of the longest drivers out there, so he'll he'll have that going for him. My next pick, going all the way up from 7,100 to 7,200. Talk about it all the time, guys, just waiting around for him to start playing some good golf. He finished second a couple weeks ago, BMW International Open. Give me Thomas Peters. I think this would be a good week for him. He's, he's made the cut the four times he's played in the Open, made the cut every time his best finish is 28th, but he kind of just floats around that mark. And I really like what I'm seeing. So two out of the last three tournaments, he's gained more than a stroke on the green putting. So if he's able to do that, boys, going to be looking pretty good. Guys, in DraftKings, I always want with my bottom two guys guaranteed made cuts to me. And I think that the guaranteed made cut this week is a guy – let me see what he's at here. He's at 7,300 on DraftKings. Patrick Reed has sneaky only missed one cut, which was the Wells Fargo, since Bay Hill. And last week in Portland, he looked like a new player. He's also struggled a little bit off the tee this year, but I think that St. Andrews could be a good place where he could get away with some misses. Um, and, you know, like I always say about Patrick Reed and, you know, the British Open, I like guys with a great short game, and he definitely has that, Colby. He definitely does has that, have that, one of the best in the world over the last uh, seven to eight years. Uh, I can't imagine how good he was before he started getting his shots televised and had to play the ball down. <laughs> um, so, at Augusta State. At Augusta, dude, I... They won the national championship in 2011 at Carson. I really wish Patrick Reed would have had a camera on him. I think OSU wins if Patrick Reed has a camera on him <laughs> There's in a possibility for sure. All right, so let's go. I'm going to go with a guy. Like you said, Sam, my cheapest guys, I want cup makers. I think Stuart Sink could be a top 10 guy. Here's another guy. How about 7,400 Justin Rose? Also, I think he's going to be low ownership. I think he's just totally flying under the radar. couple of good finishes recently. Uh, finished fourth at the RBC Canadian Open. 13th at the PGA back in May. Uh, 37th at the U.S. Open. So decent finishes at the last two majors. A great 69th place finish last week at the Scottish Open, nice. which I really nice. respect from Justin Rose. That's just great golf uh, to maneuver your way around the leaderboard like that. So 7,400. Call it a gut feeling for me on Justin Rose. And since I'm the first one, to get here, I will lead us off, boys, at 7,500. Don't you dare try to convince me that Tiger Woods is not going to top, oh top 20 in this golf tournament. 7,500 they're giving me Tiger Woods wow. for. They've been running him out at 8,500 in these other majors. All of a sudden, he limps off in Tulsa two months ago, and now I'm getting him for 7,500. Tiger Woods knows how to play St. Andrews. His body feels good. 7,500, Eldrick Taunt Woods. 
Gosh, it's I hope favorite you're right. course in the world too. Favorite course in the world. I hope you're right. Uh, but I'm going up to 8,000 and give me Joaquin Neiman, a guy whose game should suit the Open Championship really nicely. Now, he hasn't had the best form in Open Championships before, like a tied for 59th, uh, go down to like 2019 where he missed the cut. But at the Scottish Open last week, he showed some really solid form, shot like two under, tied for 16th. Uh, you know, go back to the Memorial where he finished third, top 25s at the Nelson and the PGA T-Dub. I think that Neiman will definitely finish top 30 in this golf tournament, and that's kind of what I'm looking for in an 8,000 pick. Real quick, let's remember back to Genesis, the Riviera, at Riviera. That golf course was baked out that it's week. True. Maybe the fastest, firmest golf tournament that's been played this year on the PGA Tour. Joaquin Neiman won wire to wire. It's very true. I'm not going to lie to you boys. I really wanted Joaquin Neiman, but I was 100 short. So I went down from 8,000 to 7,900. And I had this pick in before I saw the pairings. Usually I see someone's playing with Tiger. I'm going to change my pick, but oh, I decided no. not to do it. Max Home is going to be motivated, man. He's going to be real motivated. Finished 16th at the Scottish Open last week. Didn't play very good on Sunday either, especially the last few holes. Finished 5th back at the Memorial. Um, barely made the cut at the US Open 47th, but some really good finishes before that. We go all the way back to Wells Fargo. Made the cut in his only other open appearance, so really love Max Homa this week. I think he'll be a nice top 20 bet. Um, my next one, 8,600. I kind of talked him out of it but whenever we were talking about the Great Britain guys, but I'm still going to stick with it just from his recent form in the Open Championships. That's Tommy Fleetwood, 8,600, finished fourth last week at the Scottish Open, gained strokes in every single category, so I like the form that he's been on. So love me a little bit of fairway Jesus. Hopefully we can get some like a second-place finish like he had at Royal Port Road. And again, he took to Twitter this morning, said St. Andrews is his favorite golf course in the world. So I am going 8,500 winner of the golf tournament. Whoa! Okay. Whoa. Okay. Give me Brooks Kepka. I knew you were going to say it. I, okay. I'm going Brooks this week, the guys. The winner of the tournament. The winner of the golf tournament, Brooks Kepka. Okay, can we pause and just say if that really does happen, he will have five majors? You, you know what's weird? I actually kind of see Kepka playing well this week. I don't think he wins because I just don't know that he's like been in contention enough to, to put it all together on a Sunday. But I just have I a gut actually, feeling. I do kind of think he's going to play well this week. I have I, a gut feeling, I really feeling, do. Guys. I mean, he plays well over there. So, uh, another guy I think is going to play well this week is my pick, which is at 8,400. And that is a guy who very sneakily is so good across the pond. How about Tony Finau at 8,400? Yep. Five open championships in his career. 18th, 27th. Those were his first two back in 2016 and 2017. Since then, ninth in 2018, third in 2019, 15th last year uh, when Colin Morikawa won. Also, three of his last four starts, top 15 finishes, two of those top fives. Finau's playing good golf. He plays well across the pond. Uh, and if we're going to talk current form, I mean, let's look no further than my next pick, which is Xander Schauffele. He won the Travelers. He won the Genesis. He won the J.P. McManus. His five starts before that, U.S. Open 14th, Memorial 18th, PGA 13th, AT&T Byron Nelson 5th. He and Cantlay won the Zurich. He, he just, he, he's got a runner-up finish in 2018 at the Open. Does he win this week? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But he's on an absolute heater, and I just couldn't justify leaving him out. I think another guy that could be the best value of the week, give me Dustin Johnson at 9,200, guys. 9 to 12 made cuts, three top tens, and last time we saw him at Portland, he looked on form. And now he didn't get off to the greatest start on that Saturday. Dustin Johnson is playing solid golf again, guys, and he's hitting his irons this year almost better than he ever has in his career. I think the iron play will be pivotal 
pivotal here at St. Andrews. Give me Dustin Johnson at 9,200, T-Dub. I'm just astonished you got two live guys in your lineup, Sam. I would have never anticipated that I got happening. three. Oh, my bad, Pat- three. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. I forgot about Patrick Reed. Okay, my bad. I might so. have four after this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So I'm going to go up to 9,300. We talked about him earlier in the show. Third or second favorite in the analyst, depending on how you look at it. And one of the reasons I like Shane Lowry, too, guys, this may sound contradicting, but the last three tournaments he's played, he's lost at least 0.5 strokes putting. And two of those three events, he finished inside the top 10. And yeah. still putted like shit. So yeah. I, I think that's really telling you. Look at it. He's gained essentially half a, over half a stroke in his last four uh, events around the green. And then three of the last four events, he's gained more than half a stroke approach and gaining strokes off the tee each time. And then we look at the uh, the, the uh, success in the Open. He won in 2019 and finished 12th last year. So really love me some Shane Lowry. Then I'm going to go my most expensive pick. 9900 Got to ride him, Colby. Xander Shoffley. Got to. Got to do it. Got to ride him all the time. Won his, essentially won his last three events, if you include the uh, the Pro-Am. Finished 14th, U.S. Open, 18th, 13th, 5th, and win back at the team competition. Just seems like, guys, ever since he had the one birdie in 36 holes at the Masters, he's just turned it on a whole new gear. And really on the approach shots, every event except for one, he's gained more than a shot approach to green. So, absolutely love Xander Shoffley this week, but I still don't think he's going to win the tournament, Sam. I exactly agree with that last statement that you said. I think he'll finish top five to ten in this golf tournament, and he is my obvious top pick on DraftKings this week. How is the hottest player in golf right now not in the 10,000s? It's unbelievable. Who was above him? Let's go look. Spieth is above him. Spieth's above him at 10,000. Morikawa, Thomas, Rom, Scheffler, and and McElroy. I mean, I get it. It's major championship. Feels loaded. I guess. But I mean, he's he's on a heater, though. A I serious would, heater. I mean, like I just told T-Dub, I, I just took Xander over uh, Rory, who's yeah. the heavy favorite. Well, yeah. here we go. What would be harder to do? We talk about Matthew Fitzpatrick winning a major and then come and win the next major. What's harder, to win three events in a row, including the third one be a major, or to win back-to-back majors? Three Which events one would be in a row. Yeah. There's too got, much time in between. I almost think back-to-back major, though, because Matty Fitz is coming in, and he's got all this pressure of... You know, what, he, no, I there's mean, no pressure anymore. You just want a major. Well, but he's answering questions about it all week. How are you dealing with coming to St. Andrews now as a major champion? And it's, There's two ways to look at it. I, I think they're that, both hard. I, don't, I think yeah. that Xander could run out of gas, like... Saturday, Sunday, yep. but I still think he'll play well. Maybe, I agree with what Woody said earlier. Certainly physically and mentally exhausting being in contention every week and winning golf him. tournaments. Yeah, I'm still putting him in my lineups. I mean, because sure. here's the thing. If you don't put him in your lineup and then he goes out and he plays great golf, then you're sitting here thinking, what an idiot I am. This guy's just winning every time he tees it up right now, and I can't run I out I wish I had him in one and done, but I don't. Uh, I don't think I do either. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know where I used him, but I don't have him in one and done either. So uh, I will do not you be have using him, in him one there. And done? So, uh, yeah, I'm saving him for Eastlick. Okay. Oh. Yep. Fair enough. Which I don't know why I'm saving anyone. I'm literally <laughs> DFL. <so. laughs> Tino's playing the long game in 114th place. Uh, all right. My most expensive is my winner of the golf tournament, <clears throat> guys. Creativity is going to be paramount at St Andrews. The most creative player in the game of golf is Jordan Spieth. He's not the best player in More the game than of golf. Thomas? He's not the best player in the game of golf, but I think Jordan Spieth is question. the most creative player in the game of golf. 
Jordan Spieth, we talked about it whenever he was going through his swing troubles. What he needs is not to go out and try to have a stock driving range swing. He needs to go out and see, okay, I've got this knob out here I've got to navigate. I need to land it here, bounce it off here. He just needs to be creative and be an artist because that's what he is. He's not a scientist. Bryson's a scientist. Spieth is an artist. And I think it's going to require art this week at St. Andrews. I am heavily invested in a bunch of pools. You know, you know, just saying it on the air and financially, heavily invested in Jordan Spieth winning this golf tournament. I, I think he's going to win. Also, redemption for 2015 when I think he probably should have won here. I lost by one shot. And I he, and he, honestly and he kind agree of blew with up on the last few. He, he spun that. He missed the uh, little seven footer for par on 17, and then he spun the wedge back into the valley of sin on 18, which was just a disastrous mistake. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is. I you think this is one his week. No, here, it, before we go to that, just I kind of joked about it with Sam because he had live golfers. This is the only time we want to talk about live on this show. Is it are we gonna have an interesting little live versus PJ Tour battle this week? Because Sam listed off a lot of good players on live that I think have a chance. We definitely could. We definitely I mean, could. there's a better chance than last major. And and I'll I'll, just, I'll give out one of my one and done picks right now. I, I think Louis gonna have a great tournament. Finished first in 2010, I mean, second yeah. in in 2015. He's a live guy too. So I mean, I think it's gonna be very interesting. This it will week. be. Yeah, for sure. he loves him from St. Andrews. That like could be said. a hell of a storyline. Yeah. First and second, the last two trips. Uh, I mean, we don't have them. None of us rostered Louis, but yeah, he's a great pick. Uh, one and done. All right, <clears throat> this is gonna surprise you guys, but I crunched some numbers to do my one-and-done picks this week. Did you? One-and-done is based on PGA Tour, right? I still have a chance to finish in the money in the one-and-done pool. You can only use guys once. So I crunched the numbers, and I decided, well, what an idiot I would be if I didn't use the two guys who I'm not going to be able to use the rest of the season because they're not on the PGA Tour. Smart. Guys, my two one-and-done picks this week are Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. I have sense. N- I have no idea, really, what they're going to do, but, I mean, I can't use them the rest of the year. What am I going to do? Just leave them sitting there? No, I'm going to run them out at the open and see what happens. Um, so, yeah, DJ and Kepka, last chance to use them this year. I'll run them out at St. Andrews and see what happens. You uh, made me want to change my pick Well, I'll tell you what. I, I mentioned you saving Shoffley for East. Like, well, <laughs> who knows after this week? Who knows what will happen? So. Yeah, who knows? But, yeah, DJ and Kepka, this is my last chance to use them, so I'm using them. Sam? Well, Sam's thinking. Shit, I don't know what to do so, now. Sam's so, thinking. I, 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 mean, <laughs> wait, wait, I, I had my picks, and I was so cer- certain on my picks. I'll go Brooks Kepka for sure. You knew you were and I'll Brooks. tell you that I am very high on Jordan Spieth this week as well. I did have Kepka and Spieth, but now, since you bring that up, that's an interesting point. I don't Should know, man. I, go, I love me some Spieth this obviously, week. Obviously, I, I don't have... I do have Scheffler, but other than that, in the top 10, I don't have anybody else. And so guys like Abanser and Louie or Spieth would be who I would be debating between. I'm going to stick with Spieth because I think think that he will finish top 10 in this golf tournament. And I... Just like I said, I have a gut feeling about Brooks this week. I think that's a good call, Stick well, with Speed. Well, y'all make me feel better about my Louie pick because I was saving him for this tournament before I even knew what that live was going to be a thing. So, really like really like that. And he finished fifth at uh, in Portland, and he played in the BMW uh, International Open in between that and finished eighth there, too. So, on some pretty good form, Louie is. I think he's motivated to redeem himself at St. Andrews for losing in that playoff. And then, the other guy I've been saving this whole time just for this tournament. Roy McIlroy. Yep. As yep. long as we don't see some BS that happened at the Travelers where he's 13 under and ends up 5 under or whatever it was. What? One of the more ridiculous runs I've seen in a while, but, you know, just sitting here looking at it, since starting at the Masters, going into this, he has not gained few the least amount of strokes gain approach he's gained in any uh, tournament is .87. Up until 
let's say last year, we talked about how Rory couldn't get off to a good start in majors. Now he's getting off to good starts in majors, but he can't finish them off. What do you think Rory has to do to finally finish one off? Well, you know, also looking at looking at the stats here too. The last two uh, last two rounds, uh, or his last two tournament strokes gained around the green, he's lost uh, at least point three eight, and he lost oh, almost over a stroke. Well, in the other event, so I think that he's going to need to manage that short game because if he gets in some situations where he's not in obvious birdie opportunity and needs to salvage a par, I think that that may be something that gets him. But he ha- in five of his last six tournaments, guys, he has gained uh, strokes on the green, which is something that we talk about with Rory forever. If he can manage his wedge game and manage his putter, he's going to be really hard to beat, and I think this is one of those weeks. All right, Woody, you've been listening for a while here. Give us your one, two, three, and your dark horse. You, you got him? I got him. All right, I'm, I'm, I got, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for Woody's uh, picks. I got Shane Lowry to win. Okay. Terrell Hatton defending in the top five. I'm going with Will Salatoris because I told these guys yesterday, Colby, that stupid is a stupid does. At some <laughs> point, I'm going to believe the guy can finish high in a major. Duh. He's done it every week. So every time there's a major, he's in the top five. So those are my three right there. My dark horse is and he's my, not a big dark horse, but I like old Max Holmna. I, I think you guys were spot on. I think he's going to try to impress Tiger. Um, I don't think he's going to be intimidated by Tiger. I think he's going to try to impress Tiger. Yeah, no, I like that. That's uh, where's Max Homa at in the betting odds? Max, uh, so in the Fisher World Golf ranking, Max Homa is nineteenth. But if we're going outside the top twenty-five, you could use Hatton as a dark horse because he's twenty-seven. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, you scroll down here. Max Homa sixty to one to win the golf tournament this week. Two other guys at sixty to one: Joaquin Neiman, Tiger Woods. Wow, those are the three guys at sixty to one: Neiman, Woods, Homa. My top three in a dark horse. I am going Kepka, Xander. DJ, and then Patrick Reed. Okay. Taylor, you got top three in the dark horse? I've so got I, mine. So I will go with, I'm going Rory, Spieth, and Shoffley. And then, in that order? Yes. Because we've got the same three, just in a different order. That's bad. So that and then dark horse. Uh, give me, man, Thomas Peters is ranked higher in the world than Tommy Fleetwood. Ain't that crazy? That is wild. It is wild. That so, is absolutely wild. You could go with Bryson if any of y'all confident in him. He's 33rd in the world. I'm staying as far That'll away from that as you can. We haven't talked about him yet. Dude, I just have no confidence that Bryson's game is... We don't is... have any clue what could no, happen. No, no. Yeah. I mean, he could go out there and shoot, you know, five or six under. Oh, he could. I, right, just, here's, here's... I think he's more likely to spray it into some knee-high stuff and get frustrated with playing with John Daly and miss the cut, honestly. Yeah. Here, here's another guy. I thought about going with Fleetwood for my dark horse, but I'll go with another guy. Give me Adam Scott. I think he's going to play pretty good. good. Very good open championship player aside from those four holes. Yeah, so going all the way back to 2004, (laughs) guys, he's only missed the cut in the open twice. Yep. Unbelievable. I just hope he doesn't have a three-shot lead with four holes to play. I think it it was – wasn't it four shots? Maybe it was five. I know know he finished with four straight I had him picked that year in a pool, and it cost me a lot of money. Oh, no. It was brutal. That's brutal. All right, my one, two, three. I'm going different order than you, Taylor. I'm going Spieth one, Rory two, Xander three. And then my dark horse, I have in my DraftKings lineup, I, I think Justin Rose is a sneaky good pick this week. I think he's flying under the radar. If, if you're in a pool out there where you need to differentiate yourself, throw Rose out there as your dark horse, and, and I think he's a, a sneaky top 20 guy. 
So, yeah, I like it. Uh, by the way, want to remind everybody, get signed up for the End ALZ Tournament. Uh, great benefit for Alzheimer's, August 29th, Oak Tree Country Club. Shotgun start, 9 a.m. You get breakfast, you get lunch, you get to play Oak Tree. It's going to be a great time benefiting a great cause. Uh, just please do what you can. Hashtag End ALZ if you want to find it uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. Get out there August 29th. Check it out. Hashtag End ALZ Golf Tournament. And his phone number, what was that again? Oh, phone number, pardon me, yes. Uh, 405-205-0662. That's 405-205-0662. Phone number was hiding from me there. Make sure you call them. Get signed up for that golf tournament. You will have an absolute blast at Oak Tree. Uh, gentlemen, the Open Championship, St. Andrews, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth. Oh, buddy. I asked them, is there any chance Tiger hangs them up after this tournament? No, did you see him this morning? No, I didn't hear it. You did? Okay, so he was asked. I heard what he said about Liv because I saw it on Twitter. I didn't hear what he said about retiring. Yep, no, he... We should uh, bring that up because I'm sure other people haven't heard it he, either. Yep, absolutely. He was asked about retiring and... Because there have been some rumors swirling, right? Yeah. And he... Some dumbass He rumors. thought it was laughable. Here, let's uh, <laughs> let, let's see if this plays. Uh, I'm not... Here, not, not here not, we go. Who, me? Retire? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not, 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 not retiring. Um... Am I not playing a full schedule? Yes, uh, that's I, I've told you guys that many times. Um, I'm, that's just my my reality. It, I, I don't like it, but I just have to accept it. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as retiring, and no. Um, but yeah. So I mean, Tiger, he he laughed. No, 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 no. I'm that, not retiring. That's exactly what I basically said yesterday. Whoever came up with those rumors, number one, no one knows what Tiger does. Anyways, and so whoever came up came up with those rumors about him retiring something as big as that, clearly it was made up. Yeah, oh, also, no, no, there's no doubt about it. it who up. even conjures that up in their head? Tiger retired. Literally, last week at the J.P. McManus, he was talking to the media, and he said that he wants to have one more high-level run. That's what he said last week. And then rumors start swirling about him retiring after the Open at St. Andrews. People just like clickbait. They like um, clickbait. Hopefully... Hopefully we get a Tiger Woods next year. It won't be a full schedule, but hopefully we can get like a six to eight tournament Tiger Woods as opposed to a three tournament Tiger Woods. I'm not going to put Tiger in my DraftKings or one and done or, or even you know pick him in my top three. Definitely not until I see him play well in a tournament leading up to a major because you know yeah. he just can't keep playing four majors a year and that's basically it if it and, wasn't and contend. If i don't it, think that he can do that if it wasn't at st andrews i would have stayed miles away from him i just maybe the nostalgia got to me maybe the optimism fanboy got to me i don't know but i feel like tiger's gonna be able to get out there bunt that little three iron around all over the place chase it down the fairway 290 and uh it's gonna negate some of the distance problems that he's having well, now i thought it was interesting he's still keeping the five wood in the back he I thought, is i thought that was did you see he changed the head on the three iron too i did yeah, yeah. so his only blade is really a four iron. yeah his three iron was a blade and he moved it to more of a it's like a, a driving it's iron. Type yeah, it's thing. not. Yeah. It's not a cavity back, but it's it's more of a little, has more pop on it. A little more pop on it. it it's hotter. Basically, yeah. he wants it coming out hotter and chasing two the ninety mean, down these fairways. At Southern, he was hitting those stingers all day. Yeah, and that was a two iron too. So I think he'll be able to do that. He's, he's still the same shot though. Nevertheless, um, you know what I want to say about Tiger is I think that the only reason he really even tried to play this year is because where the majors were at. I mean, he had won at, Su- at yeah. Southern Hills. He had won at St Andrews. Obviously, Augusta is going to be there every year. And and the Country Club, you know, before we saw it. It kind of set up for him, you know, if his game was around. I think whenever you look at 
what U.S. Open courses are compared to what they will be. So I, I think that, and I said this yesterday on the show, I think that once he gets this next six months of break, Woody, I, I think that he is going to be come back next year and he's going to play really, really good golf. He could. He could very easily do that. Here's a question for you guys, though. I, I want some opinions. You know, the PGA Tour has a rule, if you don't play 15 events a year, you can't be a member of the Tour. Are Did you all know that? In reference to Tiger, I, I believe Yeah, Tiger's lifetime, he, he's lifetime well, in, right? I, I, I tend to agree a little bit with the lifetime in. There's nobody that wouldn't want Tiger Woods in a golf tournament. Please don't get me wrong. It, it doesn't matter if he plays five or he plays 15. But if if we're going to be a hard ass, why Jay Monahan's hard ass? Technically, he's not a member of the PGA Tour if he doesn't play 15 events. Doesn't mean he's so, not. So when actually, when you say lifetime in, that's actually that's not correct. So I thought that there was a rule, and I googled it to make sure. On the PGA Tour, there is a 20 plus rule where if you win 20 plus PGA Tour events in your career, then your lifetime you you're exempt for life. You can't lose your PGA Tour card if you won more than 20. Unless times. you're Phil Mickelson. Wow. Unless, unless you're Phil right. Mickelson. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, unless yeah. unless something gets Because that, that was the point that he said. He's been a lifetime member. They still won't let him play. It's the exact same thing that Tiger is. Yeah. So no, it's just the, right. the, the affection is yeah. the only difference. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But, so I will uh, see. Now, there, there's some trivia I didn't know. So, see, I learned something today. But, hey, but we all, we all I, learn you know things what? all the time. I I never had to worry about winning 20 events, so, you, <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about being a lifetime member. So, but that if anybody – if anybody should be a lifetime member and that rule should not be in effect, it's Tiger Woods. That was my point. I just wanted to make sure that there was a asterisk out there somewhere that we can come back and some press people would say, well, he's really not a member of the PGA tour because he didn't play this many events. You know, I am, you know, but then there's people out there like that. So I'm glad to hear that you can't keep him off because, if you did that, uh, I don't even know if they're in the definition of stupid could cover all that. So, um, yeah, he needs to be playing golf if he can at a high level. I think a high level, we're all kidding ourselves, but I said once, I'll say it again. I'm like you, Colby. I, I had a feeling he's going to play good this week. I don't think he's going to win the golf tournament. And if he did, holy cowboys, we don't have a long enough time for a podcast. Oh, no, that would be but unbelievable. If, if he wins the golf but, tournament, I won't be on the recap pod. I'll, I'll still be crying. I know. I will I be mean, able to make so, it. I will be but, so drunk, it'll be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great but, time but to do a podcast. Yeah. Hey, if anybody can do it, I'm telling you, he could do it. I'm just telling you, he, he, he's the one guy. I didn't think Jack Nicklaus could ever win another major, and at 46, he won that Masters. Tiger needs so, no, Tiger needs no rain, and he needs to get the lucky end of the weather draw. He needs exactly. both of those things to happen. If and, and look, obviously, I mean, you got to make some putts. According to the weather, it looks like we're going to have uh, AM showers on Friday, and that is when he will be playing. Yeah, the uh, the guys who are over there, the Golf Channel guys who are over there, said that basically, the weatherman in Scotland, they just kind of shrug. <laughs> Eh, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. We don't, three days they from now. Know. You want me to tell you what's going to happen three days from now? It's Collins. Get out of here. <laughs> they need to call the Gettner and see what's going to happen because that's about what we get. They need you know? to get Val. They so, need to get Val on the yeah, Gettner. Get Val. Get Val on the Gettner. And so, uh, you know, they don't know. Do they have tornadoes? Well, they, no, no, no. no. No, they have. They just have a bunch of rain. But, you know, what's ironic is whatever we did the, the Sunday radio show, the win was – 
15 to 25. And now the hardest the wind says is going to blow those four days is 13 miles an hour. So wow. they are they were already wrong a week ago. Yep. Or three days ago. I, it changes ago. over there constantly. I think the winning score is double digits. Uh, I think the oh, winning 100%. score, I think it's right in the 15-ish neighborhood. Yeah, I agree. I think it may challenge yeah. the record. You think? What's think the so. record? 20. 20? And, uh, and yeah, Stinson's. It, yeah. If the wind stays down, it definitely could. Winning score, Woody, what do you think? Yeah, it, it, it's all based on the weather. If they don't get any bad weather, it'll be at least 20. I, I would not be surprised to see it over 20 if okay. they don't get any real weather. That's five under each round, 67. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's based on. Someone's going to shoot 63 one of these rounds. No, you're right. Oh, yeah. You're right. Or 62. I'll say, or I'll 61. say 15. I'll say 17. What were we talking about? Winning, winning score. Winning, winning score. score. Oh, yeah. I said around score. 15. Yeah. I thought you guys asked something different because I was I was look, making sure this was right. Uh, Sunday, we are moving the time of the radio show to 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Okay. Uh, because, obviously, if we did it at our normal 10 a.m. time, it would be right during the final round of the Open. That's, yeah. uh, I think, my day job. I think I'm going to be slammed, but at the very least... I'll want to call in and, and see see Perfect. what's up. So, uh, yeah, great stuff, boys. Everybody enjoy the Open. It's going to be a great week. I love St. Andrews. The open at St. Andrews. Can't get enough. Tiger's back. Let's all enjoy it. Uh, one week where golf can just come together, and let's be about the golf for a week. Sound, sound good? Sound like a plan? It, it better be. All right, let's do it. Thanks, everybody, again for listening to the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.